Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Hi, everyone. We recorded this episode before we were able to watch episode six of The Golden Bachelor. So stay tuned till past the end for our telephone recap. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered. The podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality Eden Kindle. Welcome everybody to Uncluttered and Unfiltered with Eden and Christine and we love celebrating being over 50 but even we at our advanced ages I'm 57 you are 61 we know that we can still learn from the women that are ahead of us absolutely and that's kind of what this episode is about I came across an article and and I shared it on our ladies only uncluttered and unfiltered Facebook group back then and a lot of you guys said wow these are great and it was uh, I asked a friend, I don't, there's not like a title. This right. is more like an essay. Somebody posted right. on their page. I asked a friend who had crossed 70 and is heading toward 80, what sort of changes she's feeling in herself. So that's what we're going to tackle in a few moments. We're going to yep. give you some of her feelings on the things that she is now, I guess she says there are things she's feeling about herself, but I also look at them as like kind of new policies that she has now put into place as right. the management, as the manager of her own existence. Yes. So we're going to get to that in a moment. Um, we do love to lean into our differences and what, and whereas a, a lovely vacation to wine country sounds perfect for you, for me, it's usually some kind of a race or some kind of an adventure that I go on when I travel. And so I just have returned from an 18 hour adventure race weekend. And yes. And I texted you yesterday and asked if you were still alive. And that was a valid question. <laughs> valid question. Because for one thing, these adventure races, let me explain what they are. You get a, a, a certain amount of hours depending on the race itself. Let's say it's a six hour race or a 12 hour race. Sometimes they are 72 hour races and you can travel depending on the, of course, like I said, the, the, the race by paddling kayak canoe kind of thing, mountain biking through the forest and trekking, which is you've got your backpack and you're kind of like kind of try and run walking through this oh area. God, this You're given so paper maps <laughs> and you can only use a compass. You cannot use GPS. And there are checkpoints, a number of checkpoints where they have like a hole punch and you have these cards and each hole punch is unique to that checkpoint and that thing on your card. And your job is within the six hour race or the 12 hour race is to collect as many checkpoints as you can. And the team that has the most within that designated time period is the winner. So instead of for our first one, choosing the six hour or the eight hour, we went for 18 hours. That's like you. I'm not surprised so at all. A couple of the, the people on our team have done them before and they've done the really, really long ones. So we were using their expertise for our packing and, and all of that. It was in Silver Springs, Florida. Beautiful, beautiful place. I love place. Silver Springs. But 
I didn't really train on my bike. I didn't really train on the paddling. So we're talking about hours and hours of biking through bumpy terrain. Bugs. Lots of bugs. Lots of sore shoulders across the team from paddling. But the part that I really wanted to share with you is that because you have this extensive packing list, there are things that are mandatory when you're on your bike that you're carrying. There are things that are mandatory when you're trekking that you're carrying. You have bins for your transition time. So you have like when you come in for a transition, you can change things out. You have these shorts for this, these pants for that and all of these things. So you spend a lot of time looking for things, especially if you're not naturally organized. Mm -hmm. So an example of that would be I had a pair of fingerless gloves that I was planning to use when I paddled and I couldn't put my hands on them to save my life. Uh, Well, I packed them in my bike case. uh, So there's just a lot of looking for things. So last night when I got home, I was looking for my car charger and I started to have a panic attack. And my husband's like, why are you so upset about this charger? And I said, because I've spent the last 24 hours literally just looking through a suitcase, a backpack, a bin for stuff. Just yeah. pawing through, through things, everything. looking for stuff. And I'm having P, you know, PTSD from it. I can't, I, I, I just need to have everything laid out right now. I can't look through another pile right. of black clothing oh my God. for one particular item or wires for one particular charger or lights for this reflector or that headlamp. It just was too much. So anyway, it, it, was, it sounds like you're speaking a foreign language to me, but go ahead. No, (laughs) when it comes to what you did. Right. I mean, that just the mosquito, snakes, bugs, weird bugs, you know, you're you're my hero. Towards the end of it, because it was night and it was a Halloween (gasps) theme. Then you had like some people in costumes jumping out of the woods at you in the middle of the forest. At night. At night. Oh, my God. It was really, really fun Uh, and grueling. Would you do it again? So I don't think you could ask me that in the next three weeks. I don't know. It's like childbirth. You 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 would instantly say, no, thank you. But I think, you know, and and it was a fantastic bonding experience with my girlfriends. We had a really great time. Um, But I didn't like come out of it going, all right, when's the next one? As I tend to do on some other things. Sometimes I'm immediately ready to sign up again. This time I'm more like, hey, girls, you know, what if we this next time went to a spa? You know, I I mean, the company couldn't have been better. I don't know if I'm down for the next one, if it's 18 hours, maybe six hours. But it was fun. But I did think about how much you would have hated it. Oh, good. Well, I, I mean, there, at least I thought, she was thinking about. Me. I was thinking about yeah. you. I was thinking. God, she would. Chris hate would this. hate this. She would hate this part. She would hate my suitcase right now. She would hate the way my <laughs> backpack is put together. She. It was. I was a. Me- I was a. Wor- I was a. A damn mess. Well, I live vicariously through you because you know what I did. I was while you were doing that. I was watching The Golden Bachelor and taking my notes. So in the air conditioning <laughs> with wine, <laughs> just enjoying my day. Feet up stretchy pants on. You know what I mean? So you're my hero. Well, that's kind of you to say. I appreciate that a lot. It was a good time, but uh, you know what I'll do? I'll post my video in our ladies only page. Oh yes. Watch it. Yes. So I'll do that. And um, one of the things I say in that video, by the way, is 
I'm not questioning my life choices. I'm questioning my friend choices. Uh Oh, that means a little too much togetherness. (laughs) A little bit. So no, it was more about like making that decision to go 18 hours. So, all right, let's get into this. uh, The things we've learned uh, as we're getting older. And this essay was put together by somebody who is in her like late seventies, I want to say, and going into 80, starting with the following number one. After loving my parents, my siblings, my spouse, my children, and my friends, I've now started loving myself. I think too many of us wait too long to actually feel any kind of self-admiration. I agree with that. I think, I think I'm still working on that. I think that's a process, but by the time you're 70, I, I'm hoping, I mean, you know, I, I think that you, your women are natural caretakers. Mm-hmm. So they're used to always taking care of somebody else, but not themselves. So that's something you have to practice and really put effort into. And I definitely have started to do that, especially since I turned 60, but it's something takes a little bit of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And sometimes discipline. Yes. How about number two? I have realized that I am not Atlas. The world does not rest on my shoulders. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet either. And I'm 61 and I'm not there yet. I think it's kind of like when I travel, I always get the exit seat on the airplane, you know, the exit row. And my husband says, why do you always want that? Because the leg room, I said, no, because I was a flight attendant. And if I have to get everyone off this plane, I could do it. That's part of having all the weight on your, like, I think I could fly the plane. I never, I'm always... When I'm on a plane, like if I had to, I could get everyone off the plane safely. I still know the motto. I still know what to say. I still know how to remove the door. But really what you're saying here is give it up already. Give it up. It's not your, it's It's not not my job. Your world to save. I mean, you can do your part always, but. And you'd want me to if you were on my plane, but. I absolutely want you to. (laughs) But I also it's not my don't job. want you to have that feeling yeah. all the time. And it's just like when my kids text me with any issues and problems, there's part of me that's so grateful that they still feel they can. Yes. And then there's another part of me that says what they don't realize they're doing is handing me a heavy brick. Right. And I'm going to carry that brick until they've resolved their problem, even right. if it's not mine to fix. Right. And so that's that's tough. That's a tough part about us being at the age we're at. Uh, number three, I have stopped bargaining with vegetable and fruit vendors. We were laughing at this because it's not like we're in the medieval times and we're all going to go to the market and right. bargain over there other than a farmer's market. A few pennies yes. more is not going to break me, but it might help the poor fellow save for his daughter's school fees. So, you know what? There are times where maybe a service person comes out to your home mm-hmm. and maybe they're a plumber that is their own boss or something like that, where there's a part of me that knows that everything's negotiable. But I like the idea of remembering that this is where he's able to bring home the bacon for the family or she is able. It would be I kind of would liken this to let's not devalue what somebody else can bring to the table. Let's remember that, you know, it's, you know, maybe a hundred dollars more for me to pay for a professional organizer or yeah. somebody to come and clean my house. If it's more that, right. that, that hundred dollars might hit somebody harder, be more impactful to right, them than to it them. is to me. Well, I'm not a bargainer. So I, I agree with you. I think that I, number one, I just, I feel like if, if that's the price, that's the price. 
a lot of people, my husband loves to bargain. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I kind of don't, because if I'm with him, I, you know, he takes over, but I, I agree with you. If someone says it's this amount, I'm like, okay, like you said, maybe they have a child in school or they're having a rough time in their life. This is me. I just always mm-hmm. think these kind of things. So I just pay it. And yeah. And, and, and you have to ask yourself too, am I, am I, truly appreciating the time and talent that they're bringing to this job, which is just as important as the time that they're actually doing the job. And if they've marked up the fruits and vegetables at their stand, maybe it's because the acquisition of those fruits and vegetables is now costing them more. So that's, that's that one. Do we, do you want to go on and, and take over with number four? Yes. I leave my waitress a big tip. The extra money might bring a smile to her face. She is toiling much harder for a living than I am. Ever since I've always been a really good tipper, but ever since COVID, anyone that actually shows up to work, puts a smile on their face, says hello to me, has eye contact. uh, I'm all about giving a big tip. I just think that it, it means a lot to me now that someone's making the effort to get out there and work any kind of job. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Uh, grocery store, restaurants, the dry. I don't care what it is. If you actually have shown up to work, uh, I'm a very good tipper mm-hmm. now. Always have been, but better now. Okay. How about you? I've, I have always been as well. And I have been a waitress a few times and never very I was never very good at it, but I always was kind, right. you know, I mean, I tried to be kind. I, I, I really, one thing I could never be faulted for was attitude, you know, being forgetful, of course, that's kind of my nature being, right. you know, chaotic, being disorganized. Yeah, that's, that's my problem, but I never, I never wanted for having a good attitude and so I always do try to tip heavy and I can tell if they, the term is in the weeds. I can tell if, if a waitress, sometimes you show up for work and someone else didn't, and now you've got 10 tables and you've got to work twice as hard and right. you know, the service you're providing is not as, as good as it could have been or would be if you had the proper and appropriate amount of tables. So you try I to agree. be sensitive to that. I stopped telling the elderly that they've already narrated that story many times. The story makes them walk down memory lane and relive their past. Wow. I never thought of that. I have to say in only in my sixties, if I started listening and saying only because I almost feel like I'm starting that process of my life of, you know, my in-laws are in, they're going to be my father-in-law's 94. It, it is a process of reliving some of their good moments because what do they have right now? Almost all their friends are dead. I mean, you know, it's a different kind of life they're living now. It's more like existing. And so I, I think I have softened a lot on hearing the same exact stories over and over, even though I'm sure me and my husband do that too, where we tell the same stories. I'm sure I've done it a time or two or three or four or five, and maybe even on this podcast. Right. Um, I do think though, that I had not thought about the enjoyment they're getting telling it as much as, you know, for expedience purposes, like, Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That part I know get to the end. Like not, you wouldn't want to be rude about it, but I think we've all been in the position where you tell somebody, yes, I've heard that story actually a few times, let them tell it. It's enjoyable to tell it. And maybe in that 10 minutes it takes to tell it, they're back there again. Right. So, so I think that's great. Number six. 
I have learned not to correct people even when I know they're wrong. The onus of making everyone perfect is not on me. Peace is more pre- precious than perfection. A hundred percent. I'm still working on that. Uh, I, I I'm a hundred percent there now. You know what? Everybody lately has their own opinion and I'm not going to change it. I have come to that conclusion at 61. You, you wished you could, but you're not going to. I mean, mm-hmm. so yes, I think peace is definitely more precious than perfection. Just keeping things calm and peaceful. Okay. Number seven, I give compliments freely and generously. Compliments are a mood enhancer, not only for the recipient, but also for me. And a small tip for the recipient of a compliment, never, never turn it down. Just say thank you. That's that's something that I have always appreciated is a random compliment. And so I do try to do that in return. And sometimes to the point where I think it's almost awkward, I, where I'll say something and my daughter will just be like, uh, but she's getting used to it now where I'll just say, oh my gosh, tell me about your necklace. Me or, too. Me uh, but, too. But it is nice to be complimented on something. It can make your day. Yes. And I did recently have someone tell me, just say thank you. Because yes. I started to deflect it. Right. And say, no, no, this is, they're like, just say thank you. Yes. Yes. I love complimenting people. I love saying your hair looks beautiful. I love that top. Just like you. I think that one little thing can make someone's entire day. And why not? Yeah. Why I have not? a I have a friend that I don't see her that often, but no matter when I run into her, she finds the most random and tiny points to compliment me on. And I know I see her doing it to everybody around her. And they're authentic compliments, I would assume, because right. I don't think she's lying, but she right. might find the most, you know, just the most random thing. She just right. has this way of complimenting you where you know that she's looking for the exact thing that she knows you haven't been complimented on right. before. Wow. That's awesome. She's a, yeah, I think that's, and th- and I told her that and she said, well, then you just did it to me because you just told me that and I've never heard that before. So, okay. I give compliments freely and generously. Okay. Number eight, Christine. I have learned not to bother about a crease or a spot on my shirt. Personality speaks louder than appearances. I have definitely not gotten to that point yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not about creases, but if there's a spot on my shirt. Yeah, you're I not mean, going anywhere. No, I'm not. I'm changing my shirt. I think that your appearance speaks volumes. I mean, if you have like mustard dripping down your right. shirt, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, I guess she just ate such and such. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have definitely, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. I Fair mean, enough. a crease, maybe, yeah. but- I don't know. Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds, that's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. I walk away. This is number nine. I walk away from people who don't value me. They may not know my worth, but I do. Yes. Bravo. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. 
I remain cool. This is number 10. I remain cool when someone plays dirty to outrun me at the rat race. I'm not a rat and I'm not in a race. Yeah, I, I think, well, I, you know, that there's a lot there. Okay? I think there's, there's a, a lot, lot there, there too. I you think know, there's someone's playing dirty and. I think at my age, it all depends, like you said, what it is. Like sometimes yeah. now I'll say, I'll say how I feel like that, that hurt my feelings or, or mm. what did you mean by that? Or sometimes I'm like, well, that's the end of that front. You know what I right. mean? Move on. Like but move not- on and not saying it all depends who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If it's some stranger that I don't know, I'm not going to get all confrontational and right. say, but if it's, you know, it all depends. Like you said, yeah. this is a loaded question. And, and these are really just pearls of wisdom right. to mull around a little right. bit. Um, I am learning not to be embarrassed by my emotions. It's my emotions that make me human. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with mm-hmm. that. I've learned that it's better to drop the ego than to break a relationship. My ego will keep me aloof, whereas with relationships, I will never be alone. I'm trying to understand that, honestly. Well, (laughs) and I think that's a loaded question on who, uh, on what your, I mean, your ego, I get, I get that part, but I mean, it all depends what the circumstance is. I mean, you know. I, I don't think I have much of a like, oh my, I'm a very non-confrontational person when it comes to, you know, getting into it with somebody. So I, I think that everybody has an ego and they protect that ego because it's part of, of what makes them feel as a whole person. I think if it's, if, if, if you're talking about, you don't want a friend to know that how, how attached to you, to them, you have become because you want to be aloof and you don't want to have your ego bruised if they're maybe not going to be that attached to you. I mean, this isn't fifth grade anymore where you have to declare who your best friend is. So I, I don't, don't go on the golden bachelor. That's you're for right sure. about that. Mm. So I don't know about that one. Yeah. That I don't know about that, that one either. That, that might be a little bit too tough to break right. down in the, in one podcast. I've learned to live each day as if it's the last after all it could be. I totally Love agree that. with that. I mean, the world we're living in right now, you have to, you have to, and you should always tell the people that are near and dear to you that you care about them and that you love them because you just don't know what the future holds. You truly don't. Would you not only read the last one, but then um, follow that up with your own personal policy and then I will add mine? Yes, I am doing what makes me happy. I'm responsible for my happiness and I owe it to myself. Happiness is a choice. You can be happy at any time. Just choose to be. Okay. Uh, I think that's also loaded. I think sometimes it's easier said than done. If I'm going to be honest here, you know, we have so many people on and they say, you know, it's your brain and your brain can do this and switch things on and off. And all you have to do is be positive. But if I'm going to be honest, sometimes I think you really do have to stop and think, listen, I need to be positive today. I can't let such and such bother me, you know, but it's, it's something you work on as you get older. It takes, it takes a little doing. Yes. It really does. Now, yes. And, and what about as far as if you had to add to the list, if they said, Oh, number 15, Christine Stone, what, what would you like to add? Well, for me, it's more about, you know, I think at my age, I've tried for so many years to 
add trendy in my wardrobe or patterns or bright colors. And I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it either. And with social media, you see, oh, look, she looks good in that. Oh, look, she can wear that. And finally, I swear this just happened at 61. I said, I'm done. I can't, I can only wear what I feel comfortable in. It, it, you know, it's fine to have a trendy piece, a belt, a scarf, earrings, whatever, but I have to wear what I feel that I look good in when I look in the mirror, not what somebody else is wearing or someone thinks I should be wearing, or you look good in red. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like I've come to that conclusion. I don't get bogged into that anymore where people like you should wear that. You would look good in that. Um, so it took me a long time. I would try to wear whatever he, in, in social media, you see all these 20 and 30 somethings and it's Mm. hard because you're like, I'm not that old, you know, so I'm not going to wear what they're wearing, but you see everybody wearing it. So it's, it's a whole thing on what makes me feel comfortable when I leave my house. Mm -hmm. I like that one a lot. Mine is simply, and I may have said this before, but as, as you just read in these rules, you can't tell me I did. You have to let me walk down memory lane. And I say, <laughs> I will, uh, I will no longer do optional things that I dis- that I don't enjoy. So if it's an optional thing and I'm invited somewhere and it's not like do or die, and it's not going to leave somebody in a tough position or it's not work related and I don't want to go, I just don't go. I mean, there have been times where somebody will, uh, invite me to a concert maybe. And I might like that artist a lot, but maybe I would rather sit on the couch. That's an example. It's an optional thing. I don't want to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. I don't let FOMO ever dictate my, what I'm going to do. Fear of missing out never is going to play into my decision-making. And I think that's something that happens in your late fifties, because that's when that started happening for me, where I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to keep doing things that number one, I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. I don't enjoy it. And so you're getting, you're getting there, honey. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there because the the FOMO is, is a real thing when you say yes, just because you're afraid they'll have a great time, even though you dread going, you're afraid they're going to have a good time without you. You, you don't want to be, you know, the, the, the party pooper. So you just, you just go. Uh, and I don't do that anymore. Good. I, if it's, I'm if glad it's, if it's optional, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I can't wait to hear all about it. You guys have a great time. Right. Tell me all about it afterwards. Yes. So, so there's that. Anyway, we'd love to know if you have any to add to this list, we will uh, bump it more to the top on our social medias, but but I want to tell you very quickly about something that we have just added today. I haven't even mentioned to you yet Uh-oh. that that I added this to our ladies only page. It's something we discussed doing. Oh. I just uh, didn't let you know yet that I have done this. We are asking you, let me pull it up. She's so can, my tech gal, by the way. Well, and we're about to, uh, to run out of time, but let me pull up this one little question on our social media page so I can say, tell you how it's, it, it says, ladies, we will be recording an episode highlighting rising up after a fall. So please share with us how you were able to face adversity and emerge victorious or how you survived a tragedy and were able to move forward or how you turned a bad situation into a good one. And you can comment here. So, this is so good. So what we want from you is basically what I just said. If, yes. if something has come your way in life that so good. would have set somebody else back yeah. and or maybe just you want to. Tell, tell your story so you can give others hope. 
And we this will is, be reading these. We will be reading I, I, these. Each and every one of them I want to read. Because we might reach out to you um, also and ask you if you could give us a voicemail right. version of it. Right. But um, but but we think everybody's going to benefit. And we have a very special guest for that episode yes. as well. Yes. So that is coming up very, very soon in just a few weeks. So, so get on that if you would. In the meantime, please leave us a review. Subscribe. Join our Ladies Only Facebook page. It's called Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only. We're on all the social medias. And remember, you can let it go. And don't look back. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we recorded this episode before the airing of episode six of The Golden Bachelor. But Christine and I had lots to say about this one. So we got together and recorded a phone call about it. What did uh, you think? And there's a lot to think. You know what? I I was so... I, I mean, first of all, he tells two women he loved them, but doesn't tell the first one which is, um, what's her name? Leslie? Leslie. No, not, he told Leslie and Faith he loved them. Right. Teresa. Teresa. I, yeah, I got on the wrong thing. Okay. Teresa. So once again, I think that he is a player. All of a sudden this week, I feel like he's a big player because he tells two of them he's in love with them. Right. And then doesn't tell the one, which if he ends up picking her, this is my thing. If he ends up picking uh, Teresa after all this, I just don't see a connection. And I don't think it'll last. I think that she is way more into him than he's into her. Well, did anything stand out to you, something he said to all of the families about what he liked about each of them? Because what stood out like a sore thumb to me is what he liked about each of these women was the way they looked at him. And I'm thinking, whoa there, fella, could you be any more narcissistic than that? Like, what you like about them is how much they like you? That's and, crazy. And that's the only reason why I think he may pick Teresa, because she is obsessed with him. Like, she, I think the other two women really like him, but I think when Faith had the moving issue where how would they make it work with the moving, I think that that, like, raised a little thing in him to say she's not willing to uproot her life for me she seems to me to be the only one that really gets it and has a grasp on reality right right and I just don't think they have a lot in common with her horseback riding and I think she likes him but she does have reality and I think it would be more like let's just date and see what happens agree and then you know, did you not feel completely cringed out by the participation of the grandkids in this? I thought it was so weird. I thought it was so inappropriate to bring these kids in. You could tell they told them what to say. Absolutely. I just think, um, I don't know. You know, it was funny. In the Bachelor series, you're meeting the parents. Well, now you're meeting the kids and the grandkids. And I like how Teresa tells her sisters that she's competing with 60-year-olds, like, that's young, which I love that, by the way. <laughs> that's actually pretty that. realistic. That's probably the only thing she has said that shows that she has at least a clue about what she's up against. You know, yeah. the thing the thing is, um, and I'm trying to remember which daughter it was. Now, it, doesn't, it escapes me, but one, there was the daughter talking about him, and you could tell that she was uncomfortable with what she was saying because she was playing with her hair a lot yeah I, that was that was Teresa's daughter Teresa and so she's talking about it like 
okay if mom's happy, but she's twisting her hair and, and moving it around. And I'm like, body language is telling me that she thinks this is just the worst. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to go back to that they were on a Ferris wheel again. I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm like, why are we back on a Ferris wheel? Like we're, I, I don't know. I thought this one. <laughs> I, I He's trying to kill this, them off. Yes. I just thought this was uncomfortable when he told Leslie and Faith that he loved them. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell Teresa. And I just, I don't know. And then at the end when he was crying and he couldn't do the rose thing, I thought that was a little embarrassing only because these two women are standing there waiting to see which one he's going to pick and he runs out of the room. Like a, like a, you know what, like a little bitch. I'm sorry. These <laughs> women, I'm sorry, but these women, I was so infuriated with him and I don't know how much time really elapsed. You know, they obviously are making you wait. Right. Um, and it could have been a 10 minute wait for them. I don't know that, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're not the one here who's should be upset. I get that right. we, you want us to know that you're empathetic to these women. And I get that you want us to know you're not a monster. And also, and it just brought on so much drama. And I know they did that for TV to leave it for this coming Thursday, but I don't know. I thought it just, I definitely. And is there an episode this week or is it going to be like an after the rose kind of deal? Because I think I'm so confused. After the rose is after he gives the last rose. I know, but there's some kind of special happening. I think they're trying to stretch it out. I'm not sure. I'll have to consult my team guide. I think they do do an episode this week and that's when he gives the one, one rose to the two girls that were ladies that were standing there. Okay. And then, then it goes into after the rose, the first episode, and then I think they finish it off on who gets the final rose okay. next week. It, yeah, I'm trying they, to run it out, but everyone's saying that if he doesn't pick Teresa, that she should be the next Golden Bachelorette, and oh. I absolutely don't see that in any no. way, shape, or form. Me neither. I, I could see Leslie doing it. I could see Leslie or Faith doing it, but. Teresa just doesn't have enough personality to take that on her own. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or maybe that's where they bring back your Joan. <laughs> I thought she was fabulous. I, and she's yeah. in the after ceremony. I'm still not counting her out. I, I don't know why I just still am not counting her out, but I'll be watching till the end. But I don't, I don't see a new one happening after this one. Yeah. It's just I've... a different feel. Well, the the kids being involved to me was just a big old blah. So yeah. I didn't enjoy that part at all. I thought that was just repulsive, especially because, you know what, Nana's about to get jilted. Nana's about to right. get heartbroken and you're you're like kind of part of the storyline now. Right. You, in in a healthy circumstance you wouldn't even bring those kids in until things are right. pretty, pretty solid. Right. Are you, you my new never grandpa? Inter- Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you my new I don't pop, know. pop? Oh. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was very uncomfortable when it came to having the grandkids involved. I, I think that's part of why this doesn't work because you're not dealing with parents and siblings; you're dealing with kids and grandkids. And yeah. y- you know, yes, he met her brother, but I, I don't know. I just think that they. I, it was definitely an interesting concept. I just don't think it has the ability to 
go from one bachelor to another golden bachelor to, you know. I agree with you completely. I, I've had my fill. <laughs> I yes. think I'm good now. <laughs> yes, me too. But I will be watching to the very end, and I'm more interested to see whoever he picks if they really end up together because I don't know. I think he's a good player, and I think that he may start out with the one he picked, but then no. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? I, I I think he's he's starting to show his true colors. I I don't. I don't think he's quite the uh, the naive right. country bumpkin he led us to believe at the beginning. Yeah, he can play a good game of. Uh, I mean, would he would he be like a happily married, faithful husband till death do they both part? If Tony was alive, I don't doubt that. It's just that I don't think, as a single man who has all the, you know, everything's weighted on the scale towards him, I don't think he's waiting around for somebody to fix him up yeah well if he picks Teresa I'm going to be shocked because I don't see the chemistry there no I I think I think she's out I really I I, I'm I'm really hoping it's between Faith and Leslie and then we see which one he ends up going for with those two but they say it's going to be a shocker so that's why I kind of think he's going to pick Teresa, which is... That would be a shocker. That's why I'm saying the, the word on the street is there's going to be a shocking ending. Well, so, to me, that's Joan coming back. I think that would be a good shock. I could yeah, get behind me that. Me too. Me too. So anyway, <sighs> always another chapter in The Golden Bachelor next week. There you go. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for Uncluttered and Unfiltered. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.